And welcome back to another episode of the Blackwatch Report. I'm your host, Thorn Rain. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Wynn. How are you doing this evening, sir? Pretty good. It's nice to do something other than the only thing I've been doing the last uh, six days. Cyber junk? Four. Yep. Yep, junk yep, 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 everywhere. yep. I beat it last night. Uh, I have 50 hours in it in the last week. So... That's all I know right now. That's all I know. I have the music just in my head whenever I like. I'm not listening to something. Just like in my head now. And uh, I picked like the wrong ending last night. So it's obviously like it's an RPG. So you can like go all the different routes or whatever. And I picked Mm -hmm. a, a not good ending. And it was like really dark. And so I like went to bed like that was the last thing I did was like do the wrong ending and like you're still oh, man the ceiling like contemplating life choices. Yeah. And so I like went back because it, it pops you back out to like you could pick to redo the ending if you wanted to. And I did it. I picked the better ending today this morning and I'm like, OK, that's way better. We're good. OK, <laughs> we're fine now. We're good. That's that's the one we really picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We didn't do that other one. That other one didn't happen. That was just a dream like this. <laughs> I'm so still debating on it man I, I might pick it up this weekend like i had yeah <laughs> i had my big rant on video game bang about where i think it should be or like how i think people should treat it but <laughs> i feel like it's one of those things that like if you haven't played it yet and you don't care as bad about like having anything spoiled or whatever i feel like you wait a little bit until it's like they bunch because there's like they said there's like there's bugs and stuff but and that's kind of i'm not super pressed to like yeah. jump in and experience it like right in the middle of all of the hype only because i know there's a crap ton of bugs like i've seen bugs where there's backgrounds pulled into the foreground through buildings so like you just have like mountain ranges over top of people's that... faces that was a day one video drivers one that like I had, and then I like updated my video drivers. So that, that was a very prominent one, and it was like just update the drivers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then literally right as we were starting the show, like I saw somebody put up a spoiler warning, saying uh, not a spoiler warning, but like a nudity warning, and Twitter cropped it to where the character's junk was right in the center of the picture, but it was like. The character was completely clothed, and his junk was just hanging out of his pants. <laughs> it was, like, That's the awful. most ridiculous thing ever. And then there was another one where the character was just completely nude, standing on top of a motorcycle driving down the street. And I'm like, I can wait until all the graphical stuff yeah. is fixed. I don't need it in my life right now. So I'm I'm hoping that they're they're working on some of those and... I would just hate to play it and just have a bug ruin a moment for me. Yeah, like, that's definitely a big thing. But man, like, oh man, I can't get over how beautiful the game is. Like, I, I, I have it on like ultra settings with like ray tracing on and stuff, so I, I don't get that many frames. You're, you're playing like on a, a PS4, right? Oh yeah, no. yeah. I've seen the, I've seen those screenshots too. That's horrific. God. Yeah. I yeah, know. I'm not. Uh, play on a on an rtx card so i have the nice ray tracing you can see like when it rains you have the puddles on the ground and the neon lights reflecting off of the puddles oh. 
and like the light shafts like traveling through the ground and it's so good yeah i have a but. uh rx 5700 amd card sitting like 10 feet away that i'm contemplating throwing in my into my pc uh because i did end up scoring a 3060 for a christmas present mm, so the nice. 5700 is now just kind of sitting there and it's like do i send it back to new egg or do i just keep it it's already paid for why not upgrade more yeah. more of my <laughs> stuff uh well this isn't a pc upgrading podcast not yet at least not yet yeah so, i need to know way more i yeah. know so little <laughs> i got the power supply uh, yep. I used to. It hasn't not. caught on fire. That's a yeah. good step. I used to be able to build them great when I was in school, but now I have a little more issue. I'm st- okay. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get a hard drive and install Windows on it when none of the PCs in my house have a CD drive. Hmm. <laughs> So I'm like, I have an external one that I bought just for that purpose. Like, I'm, I'm trying to build my daughter a PC, and the last thing I need is a hard drive and an operating system. And I'm like, I really don't want to buy a CD drive just for you this. You should be able reason. to buy it on the on a flash drive, I think, or just download it. That should be a way to do that. All right, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look into that. But again, watch some Linus videos. Yeah, <laughs> we're not a PC building podcast. Uh, let's roll down into the news here. Uh, news brought to you by our Patreons, as always. This week's Patreon sponsor is none other than Shrug Off. Thank you so much, Shrug. You can head over to, uh, patreon.com slash blackwatchreport, sign up at the $2 level, sponsor our news. Kyle, take us away on this little bit of news, uh, for roster moves that we got. Yeah, so we were kind of wondering what would become of Paris Eternal. We knew that they were doing... A uh, lower budget team. We know they were likely going to start pulling from EU talent, even though they had some good EU talent. They don't need that anymore. They're going to let their par- players go to Boston Uprising or remain unsigned and end up having to play on Young and Beautiful. Um, but who they did sign was Naga and Khan from Obey Alliance, uh, who was a team that was like the only team to have beaten British Hurricane recently. So yep. good for them. Uh, Khan was previously on Young and Beautiful before. Uh, going on Obey, and then they also signed Dan, uh, formerly of Revival, and Oni God, and Elevote from New Kings. So far, so. I'm kind of, as far as an EU roster goes, I'm taking this. Don't know a whole lot about Khan, but uh, Naga's great. Don is great. Yeah, Oni Khan... God is phenomenal. Elevote is, you know, great should be a pretty interesting roster to watch. Yeah, the uh, only thing I know about Khan is that he was in Star Trek, so that's that's all I have. Um, Onigod was a huge pickup. I think Onigod Naga could be like a, a pretty good um, a pretty good DPS line. Tank line seems fine. I think Dan, formerly Dan's, uh, was like fine, but he never like was next level. I, I was mm. wondering why they didn't also like pick up a Milky Man or, or something like that because he was also of that level, or just keep Pen Best. I don't know. That's a weird one. But I think Elevo definitely needs his opportunity to like. He never had a good shot to really um play, and so now he 
he has that. I mean, there's still no. a Viking that is currently unsigned to an Overwatch League team. And I'm pretty sure he's, like, Finnish or something, isn't he? D-God? Fraggy? Oh, Decot. <laughs> yeah, the, the he's Viking? a Norwegian, I believe. Norwegian. Um, uh, yeah, he would have been great. I, I feel like... I don't know. We haven't watched too many Drifters matches as of recently, so I can't yeah. say how good... It's, it's hard to look good when you're on a losing team. Yeah, yeah, they've been struggling a little bit. But our next bit here, Florida Mayhem picking up Checkmate from... This one's actually Oz Gaming, right? We had that mix yes. up last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually Oz Gaming, not where I screw up, and it's O2. Not GZ. Yeah, not yeah. GZ. Um, again, don't know a whole lot of Checkmate coming out of Oz. Florida's looking particularly well, did okay. they? Yeah. I think they'll be fine. I think that the... Because they also have BQB and Yaki, so um, Checkmate is kind of like their third DPS, probably kind of rounding it out with different pickups. Um, but how well did Oz do? They didn't do well at all. They were 0-4 in their groups. That's like a deep, a deep um, pick there. faith in that individual player to, to yeah. pull that signing. Oh, yeah, I guess they, I mean, it's weird that like maybe it is just that they have four players who aren't that good and then Checkmate and Skewed were both like performing better than their team had. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because uh, we talked about Skewed last week who got pulled to Gladiators from like, I don't know, dude, we never watched a single Oz match because they're not even like a top six team in Korea. So, yeah, and it didn't um, even look like their matches, even when they lost, were very interesting matches. It was just literally. Yeah stomps through mm. they were minus 12 they were three owed every single time they played <laughs> and that's why we didn't watch them <laughs> yeah i mean it speaks to the scouting though to be able to like actually watch a team get trounced and be like actually this guy who's getting some kills before his whole team dies is pretty good so and i'll tell you what if there's anybody that i'm going to trust with scouting it's yeah like yeah it- Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. Uh, next up, we've got this one. Took a while, but I think we can backtrack how this happened. Um, so the coach of Toronto Defiant, uh, Katie G, was formerly the coach of Fusion, mm-hmm. and so. It makes sense that they were to, uh, he would have a relationship with Neist and know him as a good player. Um, he's currently underage, Neist is, but he ages in January, so he's he'll be plenty ready, like be able to scrim and all that sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, they signed Neist, formerly of T1 before that Fusion University. Um, Direct contact. Now, yep. Yeah, I don't think he's played with any of the other players because there aren't any other Fusion Uni players that ended up moving over. But, I mean, he looked pretty good. T1 has had some up and downs this last year or so. Um, I mean, they won contenders in March, but beyond that, it was not great. They got 7th and 8th and ninth and 10th in contenders season 1 and 2. So, mm. a bit rough. But, I think... Th- still think he's a good player and i still think he's he's 
going to be pretty good here. So good for him. Um, and kind of with the way to see how this team goes. Toronto's looking like they're going to go. I mean, it's looking more and more like it's going to be a full Korean roster, which was at the start of season two, they were full Korean and then they went mixed. And so now they're kind of going back to that, except they still have beast and logics. That is odd. Weird. I think they but... also have a English coach in glitch as well. An assistant coach. So they're trying to keep their, uh, but I mean, uh, you... remnants of a Western based aesthetic, but still like, it's mostly a Korean team now. Again, yeah. they keep they keep pivoting back and forth. So like, do you want an American team or a Korean team or an American team or a Korean team or whatever? But I mean, like, just coming out of tier two, nice Aztec and Soon Jae, like, pretty good players that they're pulling out of tier two. So, um, again, I'm a Toronto Defiant fan. I got the Defiant Dad T-shirt for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a roster that I think is going to be fun to watch, but man, make up your mind. Stop flip-flopping and changing your whole setup. You, you're never going to win nothing that way. All right. So we didn't hear a whole lot of stuff coming out of NYXL. We've had, I think they've had like three announcements, two announcements, uh, one of them is going to be Yakpong coming over from O2 Blast. Um, tanking alongside of... Uh, Who did they get Bianca. Again? Yeah, Yeah. Bianca and Yakpong. They have... Th- mm. <laughs> okay. So Yakpong is, is interesting because he's one of those players that... We saw a lot of players have this where they like they had like a brief sit in the Overwatch League, didn't do super great, went down to contenders, had a pretty good showing. I think Yakpung was in particular like pretty solid. I think he was pretty high up on our um, recommendations list, but still like he's not a top level player yet, and so it's seeming like this team will not be a top level team right now. Um, but we still do like there is a good chance that he has improved since then and it has actually done him some good to go down to the the g league as it's referred to in basketball but yeah i think i think it'll be hopefully good but it's still like not gonna be a a really high level team yeah uh and then last one this is a bit of an interesting one um Houston Outlaws signed Juby from Harrisburg Storm. It's the technically first um, Overwatch League from collegiate call-up we've had thus far, but he's never... He hasn't been, like, a pure collegiate player. We've had, like, a couple um, who, like, briefly were in collegiate. They went to contenders or whatever, and um, we have yet to have, like, a never-been-in-contender straight from Collegiate to Overwatch League, but Juby played on Second Wind before that, as well as, like, a okay. bunch of other teams. He's been all around the world. He's been uh, Triumph, Wave Check, Simplicity, Saints, Second Wind, and then played on Harrisburg before getting called up. So, good for him. Um, Stute's still super young, too. He doesn't turn 18 until April, so... He'll be getting in there right at the start of the season. But yeah, that's, but still should be fun. That's tough. That uh, that short amount of time 
Like, we don't know how the, the scrimming and stuff goes with people who are aging in. Like, if he's going to be able to I do anything. I think as but... long as they don't play in an, an official, official match, they should be fine. Yeah. But, man, that's, that's pushing it. Yeah. So, again, not a whole lot of news. We're kind of in that weird spot where we'll get trickles, and then we won't get anything. Holidays, all that good stuff. We're going to roll down into the quick play here. We're covering three matches. Well, Kyle's covering three. I'm covering two. Uh, rough weekend. Wasn't able to catch up on basically the one match that I wanted to watch probably the most out of these because it was, I think, everyone's upset. Uh, we're going to be covering Noble versus Revival because there was some interesting stuff that happened there. Uh, and then we're going to cover over in EU New Kings versus Ex Oblivione. And then wrapping up in Asia with Billy Billy versus not Runaway. Or did we do Runaway? It should have been Billy Billy Runaway. Oh, I thought we were doing Billy Billy. Well, it's a good thing I didn't watch it because it would have been a different match. Oh no! Yeah, it was. I did because it was a three-two for Billy uh, Billy beating Runaway, right? Yeah. Oh, see, BLG I was beating Runaway three-two. I was figuring Ground Zero beating Billy Billy. Oh. No. Yeah. yeah okay, that makes sense. But <laughs> again, I wasn't able to watch it, so Kyle gets to cover Billy Billy. Beating Runaway. <laughs> Wait. That makes sense. All right. So let's kick this off. We're going to jump right into the one from NA that had just a ton of spice. We saw all kinds of memes and trash talk to the point that uh, Revival was getting so much just BM in their DMs that Noble had to come out and release a statement and say, hey, stop telling them to die. Don't be mean. Yeah. Like, don't take it overboard. So, Kyle, uh, start us off here with this uh, very interesting matchup. We should probably do the bracket. Oh, run the brackets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so far, I don't think we've covered any matches thus far. This is our mid mid tournament check in. Um, so so far we have the first three columns of games done. Well, the last game is underway right now, and it should be done soonish. Um, Square One beat out Kratos three two. Let me pull up. I need to have our bracket up as well, so I can uh, see how right uh, we both were on this one. So we both had Square One beating Kratos. Got that prediction correct. Yep. Next, Revival beating Kara 3-0. We both called that one as well. Drifters LFT. Um, we, we both, both had Drifters, but LFT did beat them 3-1. So Drifters, we need to stop rating them so highly because they are not showing up yep. when it matters. Those um, NAs, Uprising, Yep. Uprising versus... Um, Dark mode. We both had dark mode here, but Uprising actually did take the three one against them, knocking them into the lower bracket. Uh unlucky. Wait, re that was a prediction with our heart, not with our minds there, I think. Yeah. Actually, I th- dark mode was looking pretty good. 
I don't remember. Um, upper bracket, we had American Tornado beating Square One. We both had that correct, and they did 3 1. Uh, this match in particular, Noble Revival 3 2. Noble beats Revival. We both had Noble. That works yep. out. It was just the way that it happened that was why we needed to break this one down in particular. And then Susanna versus LFT. Uh, we both got that one wrong as well because we didn't have LFT in there and we also both predicted Susano, which didn't happen. LFT beat them 3-2. And then Odyssey, we did both predict that one correct. We both had Odyssey making it past whoever they played against. We just thought it'd be dark mode. It ended up being Uprising. Yep. So down in Uh, the lower brackets, we see Revival finishing off the Drifters, sending them home. Uh, again, we can't really put any stock into the drifters as of recent. Uh, square one falling to dark mode three two, and then you've got Uprising Academy doing substantially better than what both of us thought because I thought they were going to go two matches and be completely done with the tournament. They beat Kratos three zero, and then Susano send Kara hacking. And then today, just recently, Revival falling 3-0 to Dark Mode. Uh, Probably shouldn't have dropped your whole roster. Yep. And then currently, Uprising Academy versus Susano is happening, and we will cover that, well, at least the scores, next week. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um... Looking at our bracket so far, our biggest surprises we had, upper bracket was pretty fine. Obviously, LFT making the run that they have was... Unexpected? Unexpected, yeah. We had Susano going where LFT was. Um, Susano still might be able to come up and, and come from a lower bracket run. As well as Revival and Square One. I had Revival going out when they did. You had them going quite a bit farther. You had them going two more rounds. Yep. I had square one making it two more rounds and they ended up doing getting knocked out in losers round one is brutal as well as I think we both had drifters going out way before we thought they would. Um, but so far we're relatively on track. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty but, close. But let's dive into this match here. Uh, the noble revival matchup um, started out on Oasis we saw, I think it was OG, was it OG playing with him? Oh, gosh. Who is Revival? No, it's Paintbrush playing with Apply here uh, on the Echo. Pretty good play from them. Apply on the, When he was able to play the Echo, he was looking pretty good. Um, that was kind of the, the bread and butter for him. McGravy on the Sigma as well, looking pretty solid. Um... And I think Muma had a bit of a tougher go because he, instead of having a Brigitte to help him out with the, the packs, really just had a Mercy who was mainly focused on helping apply. So Muma was much more self-reliant. So he couldn't quite do as much as um, Noble uh, Milky Man. He, I think, had a Brigitte. So he was able to yeah. kind of be a little bit more um, aggressive, whereas Muma was kind of just like, all right, just do whatever you want to do. Don't die. Help us out when you can. But really... Uh, Paintbrush was focused on keeping Apply alive. Uh, and that ends in Oasis 2-1 for Revival, getting them uh, the 1-0 so far. 
Flipping into Anubis, uh, this is where Petal really started to come alive. Petal was the DPS player who had the internet issues. Um, for Noble here, popped off despite playing on... At one point, he ended up playing on uh, Phone G Tether, like Phone 4G Tethering, That's which was wild. Yeah. Uh, unlucky internet problems. And even with all of that... Uh, Petal basically lived in the backline of Revival, just constantly uh, hunting down the the supports, multiple pulse bombs, one v ones in the backline, all while playing on Verizon Forge. Oh, no, I'm not Golden Boy. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> Team Mobile. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if this kid gets a stable internet. It's going to be absolutely yeah. bananas watching him play. But literally, there was like four or five disconnects. And then we'll get into the rest of it when we move on down a couple more maps here. Yeah. Uh, and then, in particular, the one thing about Revival, and I think I kind of guessed this would happen. I'm like, okay, they're all pretty skilled players. We know that to be a fact. But this is a newer team coming together. Um. I think, relatively speaking, everyone on Revival has been on this team for less than a month, I think. Um, yeah, basically. Except Track, who's been there since September. Everyone else joined within the last month. So, it's not much time to work on coordination, and it really shows we're seeing um, a lot of old coordinations just not work out well. Um, it just seems sloppy in terms of okay, you do this, I do that. It just that wasn't working out super well. Um, and because of that, plus pedal popping off is why they're able to get the two one here. Was Noble tying it up one one, jumping into Doombani, which kind of went quite the distance here. Um, Kalman in particular on the Sigma here was huge. He's been huge on this. I mean, the last two or three seasons of uh, or tournaments uh, of contenders, he's been really next level, really since he was initially on Revival in the first place. He's always been the one player to kind of um, be better than the rest of his team. And so mm. he's really showing it here and showing, hey, maybe you guys shouldn't have dropped him. Maybe I'm about as good as this McGravy kid you guys have been uh, <laughs> kicking me out for. And then over on the Revival side for McGravy, um, even with the lack of coordination, you still get those flashes of individual play. Uh, McGravy split second, uh, flick shot with an experimental barrier to absolutely negate um a dead eye on their point C defense. Uh, on the first attack, uh, this went into extra rounds five four going towards Noble. But McGravy just showing that he's, like you said, all these players have what it takes. It's just they don't know how to put it together. It looked like, you know, just a couple of guys pugging a a group together. But, man, Gravy Gravy knows how to play those off-tank roles. And uh, good. But they couldn't just rely on that uh, to win this map here. 
I mean, they both made it pretty far, too. I think it was just that uh, Noble was able to get a little bit more momentum in their uh, over t- uh, overtime pushes. Yep. Uh, ended up being a 5-4 for Noble, giving them the 2-1 up in the series now. Before we get into Route 66, where Revival ended up taking this, literally due to the fact that Pedal continually crashed out or um, DC'd out, and I think there's a rule of like after a certain number of pauses due to DCs, you just have to continue. Like the show must go on. I believe there's um, and- a time frame, and it count every every DC counts down, and then once you're out of the time, you have to play with what you have online. Yeah, uh, and so I think at the end of their attack. It cuts out, and they're five e six, and they ended up getting held on what was a pretty good attack, I believe. Yeah, like uh, they were deep into the final point. I think yeah. they were just just shy of pushing it to the third, uh, capping the third point. And then on their defense, they basically just got bowled over because playing five e six, like they held their own pretty well despite all the BS. But uh, you still like this is not the kind of game you can. You can win that way. Yeah. And Revival got a lot of crap for this. And it's like, there's literally rules saying that the game has to be played. They literally did not say at any point in time. I think that it's not up to them to be like, no, screw you guys. We're going to play. No, they, no one on Revival wants to win a map because they're uh, 6v5. They like, that's so. That's no one cares about the win that badly to where it would be a completely like not deserved or not uh yeah, I guess not a deserved win. Uh but where it all kind of got true shenanigans was on Busan where we had Noble take the win in this matchup despite the fact they ended up bringing in their coach um Far in fear to play the off tank because that's what he played on this team previously. He was previously a player for uh, Noble. Moving Cowmen to the Tracer, and it kind of worked, which is the worst part. It, it kind of worked all right. Far and fear is like he's a contenders level off tank player, which is good that you have like a player that can sub in if necessary, or of course that can sub in if necessary. Cowmen did surprisingly well on the Tracer, um, and on the. The flip side of it, especially, um, it sucks for this revival team because the the two DPS players have their two best heroes that they can't play at the same time. It just it, I don't fully understand why, but I know that like you cannot really run Ash Echo. You can do Ash Tracer or Tracer Echo, um, and that's just the way it is. But track is the best on Ash and applies the best on Echo. And when they're able to run that, both players seem to be equally as um, impactful. But whenever one of the two of them has to play the Tracer, it's just really underwhelming. Um, and the, it just seems to be the difficult thing. As well as Fix seems to... I think just had a rough go of things. I mean, maybe playing against Pedal boomed his mental, and he just was unable to do a lot of things. Um, but he seemed to have a, a bit of an issue here in this particular matchup. He was just getting picked off left and right, and had some ult management issues as well as a result of that. So that's uh, unlucky. 
Yeah, definitely definitely resulted in a lot of memes and trash talk. But yeah. I don't think Revival deserves as much as they got. Uh, sad to see them go because I had them going to the losers finals because this is a stacked roster. I expected way more, and it bit me. I need to stop playing on my emotions for the way I feel about players and stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Noble, crushing my spirits. So over uh, at EU, we've got New Kings versus Ex Oblivion, and and did this one go on forever? So Kyle, yeah, start us off here. We're on Nepal, two one. Ex Oblivion takes this. What you got? Uh, let yeah, let's do this, and then we'll go through the bracket after. Oh, damn it, I did it again. Yeah, <laughs> right, we should we'll go, go through, through the, bracket the bracket first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this was a weird one. Started off with an L unlucky mm-hmm. um we both had olsen board beating up dubai sandstorm meanwhile dubai three one them so uh good for dubai bad for us we both predicted new kings bidding out shoes money crew nice um we both predicted young and beautiful to lose to aoa and instead they won 3-0 so young and beautiful move on uh we both had avoided moving on as well so we got that one correct but we both knew they would lose to british hurricane which happened Obvious. um i got we, you were pretty close on the upper half of these winter semis we both had ex oblivion and obey beating out dubai and new kings which we both had um but you predicted aoa to beat out sheer cold which did not happen i, I also i had new kings beating out ex oblivion i thought new oh kings you was did gonna go to you winter did. semis you're gonna I, have Obey, New Kings, AOA, British Hurricane. Yeah. I had Obey, Ex Oblivion, Sheer Cold, British Hurricanes. I was right on the upper yeah, bracket. You, you were closer on the upper bracket, other than the AOA shenanigans there. But everything in the lower bracket just turned to crap for us. <laughs> yeah, t- trying to figure out one how these teams are gonna get matched up going into the lower b- bracket gets all kinds of screwy, but. We see New Kings beat AOA 3-1. Dubai Sandstorm uh, beating uh, OT Pog 3-0. Avoided falling to Old and Bored 3-0. Young and Beautiful going out early. Two quick... uh, They got three matches. They won their first one, lost the next two. Uh, Shoes Money Crew beating out Young and Beautiful 3-0. So then in losers round two, we've got New Kings just running through Dubai Sandstorm 3-0. Oldenboard falling to Shoes Money Crew 3-0. So that's going to give us uh, the loser of Obey Alliance Ex Oblivion going up against, I'm assuming, Shoes Money Crew, if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah. And Sheer Cold British Hurricane losers will face off against New Kings and that is going to be on December 17th for the lower bracket and December 16th for those upper bracket matches. So this New Kings X Oblivion match starting out on Nepal kind of wild. This goes pretty long here, I remember. Um Lulsish on the ball, Yofi on the Lucio popped off to win a lot of key fights here. Um, Lulsha shouldn't get like a 3k with the mines at one point with Jofi booping people into it, which was pretty crazy. Um, as well, 
for Ex Oblivion, um, Fuki uh, was doing a lot of uh, big work here, getting a lot of big picks to start out fights and um, forcing out enemy mispositions with some interesting rotations and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, for the New Kings, New Kings kind of expected uh, Ex Oblivion to run out the double shield. I believe it was on Shrine. Uh, so what do they do? They put Onigata on Symmetra. He absolutely shreds the uh, the shields in the first fight, and Ex Oblivion goes in and switches comps. Uh, was not expecting that. If there's any, if there's anybody that I would wouldn't expect to see Oni got on, I think it would have been Symmetra. That kind of threw me. And then over yeah. on the other side, you had Kara coming in with a a sneaky environmental. Um, New Kings, it was the one map that New Kings won. Um, it was 99 to 30s or 40-something. Um, New Kings were about to win it. It was going into overtime. They had basically killed everyone from Ex Oblivion. They just needed to hold the point. Uh, Kara comes in behind... Um, Jofi and boops him off into the pit in the middle of uh of shrine and then they get a little bit of a fight uh new kings end up taking it but it was one of those it was a wide flank and i think he was playing uh i think he was playing brig i think it was a whip shot that got mm, Jofi those are the, the fun ones to and hit. it was like you don't expect to see a brig come up from behind you from your own spawn and boop you into the pit. It was it was kind of crazy. Yep. Um overall that ended up going to Ex Oblivion 2-1. Hanamura was a wild one. Um yeah, it was. Ended up being a full draw. Both teams got full held after double capping. Um big note in particular was Elevo and Onigod on their cap. Uh, on their attack uh everyone was distracted taking the fight up on the the big platform with the narrow hallways and stuff meanwhile the two of them end up going to point capping the rest i think they had two uh three two two thirds cap the last third out before anyone could get close also oni god on the defense as well i think he was playing the ash here was just next level um He's a player that we, we kind of know he's good and we've seen that he's good and everyone like we were can, trying to convince all the o OWL people like, no, this guy's good. This guy's good. Really, really, really. And he like went to OWL and like popped off like, oh yeah, this guy's pretty good. I'm like, yes, we know. No. <laughs> and now he goes back down here to play for a little bit uh, in the off season before he goes back to Paris or goes to Paris. Uh, and again, he pops off again. Like we know he's good. He knows he's good. Everyone knows he's good. Um, on the other side, we saw some interesting play from White Noise and Cloud. Cloud on the Tracer, White Noise on the uh, Arissa here with the Halt-Pulse Bomb combo. Picks off the Echo and Mercy of New Kings, which was huge. So um, Cloud kind of... Cloud and Fuki in particular here are a pretty solid DPS line, but I, I think we still need to see a bit more of them before it's... OWL time for them. They're like pretty so good, but they're never like 
top of the region, which you need to be, especially in EQ, you need to be, be top of the region in order to get on a bad OWL team, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yeah, pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, Cloud, in it's a draw, 2-2. Two, two. Um, New Kings get nothing on their second attempt. Uh, Exoblivion goes in, and Cloud is just trying his hardest. Um, New Kings start to get a couple picks. Cloud lands two with a pulse bomb. Uh, I think he gets a third, but by that time, he's like the only one left. He's not able to, you know, finish out the, the remaining members of New Kings. But man, he was so close, but just ran out of steam at the last minute. Uh, you, you really do hate to see it because this kid was building pulse bombs like one a fight. Sometimes one and a half a fight. There was never a, there was never a team fight where Cloud did not have a pulse bomb that he used. Um, with the majority of them getting at least one kill. Uh, crazy to watch. But like you said, you have to be top of the region to get on a bad to mediocre Overwatch League team. And right now, Cloud's got a lot of competition before he's able to reach that. Yep. Um, and in particular, you, you start to see that on King's Row here, where it was pretty strong... Um, from New Kings, obviously Exoblivion did what they needed to and got four points, which is nuts. But uh, Exoblivion or New Kings just kind of ran through both attacks here. Um, one thing in particular, New Kings love running the Reinhardt. Mm -hmm. No other team, I think, runs Reinhardt at all. Everyone's either on the Ball Sigma or Arissa Sigma. That's kind of just the meta right now. Um, but Lulsish does not care about your stinking metas. He's got uh, a hammer and he's going to use it. Yep. And the rest of the team plays around that a lot. Uh, we're seeing the May and the Sim come out as well as the Lucio to speed around, teleport around, uh, laser people down, wall people off. And especially on their attack, couldn't tell if it was the first one or the second one. They ended up catching Exoblivion in the Heaven hallway uh, on first point, walled them off, caught them in the corridor destroyed them capped it and kept walking and then on their attack they did uh, a full ot push all the way to the end and capped it out so pretty strong map from them but it's king's row and uh big rectangle man likes uh king's row yes and then over on the other side there's there's a series where fuki's in heaven just above point b um he's getting chased down by the um what was it? The Diva and the Lucio. Throws out his dynamite, catches the Lucio, kills him, rotates around, and is now above uh, the Reinhardt, the baby Diva who lost the mech because of the uh, dynamite. And there was another player, I forget who it was, but he's got the baby Diva like halfway dead but there's a giant shield in the way so he coach guns up over top of the rest of the team one shots the baby diva almost saves the point but again it's one of those little too late he's the last player 
uh, standing for Ex Oblivion gets taken out and New King's cap point B. But man, it was so clean to watch his rotation, watch his coach gun usage, get up over the shield so he gets the shot, takes out the baby diva. Just came a little bit too late for him. Uh, moving into Route 66, it's another one that goes the way of the New Kings here. Um, Oni God pops off particularly to deny the full held and helps uh, the New Kings run to last. I don't even remember when that happened. I don't remember this match, uh, this map in particular. The only King, uh, the only uh, Route 66 I can remember is the uh, NA one that we watched previously. So I don't remember this match. I just have a note on it. So. Um, on a side note, I did want to include this. This game is so much more fun to watch with a Reinhardt than with an Orisa. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Lulsish on his like bread and butter, the Reinhardt, and Elevote on his bread and butter, the Diva, and they end up doing huge shatters um, and huge Diva bombs in the shatters. I, oh yeah, I do remember the one part in particular. He just gets like two huge shatters, and the bomb comes in to clean up. It's just so much more fun to see in this particular man, like the. Arissa is technically the better hero as of right now, but she's just so much less fun to watch. And it's seeming like we might not even for sure get uh, Reinhardt meta, even with the big buffs they give him. Unlucky, man. This game is not as fun with Arissa. Not as fun to watch or play definitively. Yep. And then over for Ex Oblivion, we saw Cloud do a ton of work. It's just massive. Uh value out of running the tracer and i know that route 66 it's point a and point b it's all open air he's playing the echo not as much value even when they get into um like the the truck stop at the end he goes to like junk rat didn't see him use the tracer it was super weird like i think this could have been a little bit closer because I don't even think they got the payload up the ramp. They didn't even take that corner inside of the building um, because New Kings just held them right there. Cloud not running that tracer. I think that was probably their biggest hindrance at that point. Echo worked a little bit in the beginning, but just play what you're good at, man. Like you're awesome at tracer. Throw pulse bombs forehead. Yeah. Uh, and then Busan goes their way in particular, and then uh, it was a 2-1, though, so it was a bit closer. I think one of them, um, I think downtown was a little bit more in the way of X Oblivion. This was a little hard to remember. Mm-hmm. We did this like three days ago. Uh, and then Oasis was pretty strong as well. Um, we started to kind of see the Reinhardt pick for New King to start to work out less and less and less. You had Cloud running the May quite a bit to deny the Shatter follow-up. Vestola, same thing. Blocking them with the experimental barriers. Um, so it it's fun to see, but if it's not the 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 meta pick, it's just not going to be as as successful, unfortunately. So they had lots of follow-ups to um there are lots of answers to the Reinhardt at towards the end of this matchup, and it it's kind of what let X Oblivion win. Yeah. And going back to Cloud, he's on the tracer and he styles on Oni God. Uh, Oni God comes up from behind, flashbangs him, doesn't secure the kill on the tracer, 
Cloud hits the recall, pops up behind Oni God, hits him with the pulse bomb, and then just blinks away as McCree goes boom. Uh, it was a great series. Like it's it's just one of those those moments where Cloud did everything correct. Oni God kind of whiffed a little bit. And if you look at this series, this whole series, Ex Oblivion won it solely in control. Yep. They won three separate control maps, which is wild. Yep. Uh, that Hammy Mora is, was basically the deciding factor because control and hybrid both went to the new Kings. Um, it'll be kind of interesting to see. I, I haven't really dove into, uh, ex oblivion's, map records i might have to do that for this next week depending on how far they and get. see if they're exclusively yeah, a cough team if if they're a cough team like if they have a higher win percentage in cough than the uh the other two i think that'd be an interesting stat to check out uh jumping into asia this is our last kind of uh bit here we've got to cover as we're but kind of getting towards the end of time first. yes i won't screw this one up um We've got, in particular, groups, and then we'll preview our bracket, which we had to kind of rejig our brackets because we weren't sure how the Asia and Korea um, high seeds are going to come into play in the bracket, and we kind of just reshuffled based on our own predictions, but we will go through our predictions of groups. Yep. Um, Let's see. We had Team CC rounding out the top of Group A with a 3-0. I had that predicted that way. You had them going 2-1 with Elmistic Mystic getting the perfect 3-0. Um, in that particular matchup, Team CC did end up beating Elmistic Mystic 3-0, which was uh, pretty strong yep. from them. Elmistic Mystic uh, 2-1 rounding out Group A. Uh, moving forward, meanwhile, A-Bang and Fabulous First Fighter or First Fabulous Fighter, um, I had those switched in my bottom of my groups but overall i think we both predicted the two winners just in different orders yep and then over in group b uh we have we both had gen g going 3-0 and billy billy going 2-1 with runaway um going 1-2 and ground zero going 0-3 and and were we really, really wrong with this? Um, give me one second. I got to f- fix my Liquipedia. Not sponsored by them. Um, <laughs> just the best website to use. Uh, Runaway going 2-1. We weren't really expecting that much. We did say that this was the group that it could go either Runaway, Genji, or Billy Billy. Yeah. Genji. 2-1. So no perfect team here on this side of the bra- uh in, on this group. And then this is where it gets a little wonky. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but ground zero coming in third with a one in two. Billy Billy fourth one in two. Losing to ground zero, which is the reason why ground zero takes that third spot. So the the tiebreaker was their matchup. Um did not see Billy Billy ending up in fourth place here. Yeah, it, it's weird because like in Group A, you've got what I would call the perfect 
um the perfect group in that you have the first team beating the three teams below them the second team beating the two below them losing to the team above them uh and vice versa so having everyone um beating out the person below them which is it's perfect so there's no upsets no everything is perfectly orchestrated laid out clear meanwhile you've got Group B, the winner lost to the very bottom. The top lost to the bottom. The third lost, or the third beat the fourth. Um, second lost to the first. That works. Genji's the only team to success, or the only like perfect in this bracket of like they beat the two below them, lost to the one above them. Every other one was kind of shenanigansy. Um, I guess no. Ground Zero did it as well. It's just Billy Billy beating Runaway. It got really screwy. Um, that should have been a, if that was a loss, then this group would have been a perfect group, and it all made sense. But we're gonna break this one down in particular because it was a doozy, and I think it's just me on this one because you didn't have yep. time to watch it. So I'll go real quick here because we uh, we gotta get out of here. We're getting up towards the end of the time here. We do still need to go through our bracket. Um, in particular, this was the pineapple show for Billy Billy. Dude's really good at this game. Um, on the Tracer, especially on Oasis, popped off. Um, meanwhile, on the Runaway side, we saw them run into issues with not having a main tank on their team. Um, Wujiao ended up playing mostly the Wrecking Ball, which kind of is the main tank, as well as the Zarya. So you're having a Zarya Sig, which was weird. Uh, anyway, Billy Billy took that 2-0. Uh, Blizzard World went 2-1 for Billy Billy. Uh, Pineapple now moving to the Ash here, popping off. Uh, Merit does also now playing the ash pop off as well we know that that's his hero in particular that he's really really good at um especially in the ability to clean up a quick team fight not allowing for staggers or um stalling at all just like gets the the last kills super quickly um assassin ends up kind of pivoting his gameplay instead uh on focusing pineapple down instead of the supports and seems to really do a lot of good work here gets the full hold um same with Rialto, though Salvation, the Zenyatta, constantly doing pretty good uh going up against Merit. I think he was playing McCree and dunks on him as the Zenyatta, which is always fun to see. But um Winter kind of came alive on this final Nepal map to give them the win here, uh three two. Winter was the other DPS player and just really didn't do too much. Um, Pineapple was the the primary heavy lifting DPS on that side. Um, But that's in particular why this ended up getting flipped the way it did. Um, It seems like they had the right idea of having the focus on Pineapple as he's the hard carry of this team. It just didn't work out in this last map. It it came down to literally one particular sub stage here. Ended up going 2-1. Um, so now our brackets. We've got Team CC going up against Gen G in round one. Um, we both have Team CC, correct? Yep. Team CC for oh. both of us. Moving on to go against WGS Phoenix. Then we've got Runaway Element Mystic happening in the other half of this bracket. Um, we both have EM moving up, beating out Runaway, which um, we haven't seen these two teams play in a hot minute. 
been a while. So it'll be fun to see. Actually, what happened last time? These, I mean, these are like this is the the oldest rivalry in history of of Korean games uh, of Korean Overwatch. So these two teams have been number one and two for like two years, three years now. Um, last time they played was regular season, I think. And Element Mystic took it 3-1. And that was in August, though. So it's been a while since we've seen, seen these two teams play. So that'll be exciting to see. Um, we both have EM taking that, going up against Flag Gaming. Uh, we both have EM knocking out Flag Gaming. And WGS knocking out Team CC. Do we have the same lower bracket? No. Wait. Oh, my lower bracket no. got ruined. Wait. Did it? No. Uh, I have my. This is where round two is where oh, my yeah, bracket yeah. gets different from yours. I have Team CC beating WGS Phoenix right. and setting up WGS Phoenix versus Runaway, Flag Gaming versus Gen G. Uh, I've got WGS Phoenix beating Runaway and sending Runaway home, while Flag Gaming also getting knocked out by Gen G. Uh, up in my winner's final, I've got Team CC versus Element Mystic. I've got Element Mystic getting the revenge on Team CC from beating them 3-0, uh, moving on to the grand finals, giving me Team CC versus WGS Phoenix, WGS Phoenix, then getting their revenge on the now-boomed TC, Team CC, and giving us an Element Mystic versus WGS Phoenix absolute banger of a matchup with element mystic taking their final hurrah and setting off into the sun as champions so yeah mine's team cc runaway i've got team cc winning that i've got genji beating flag gaming and then genji beating or no genji losing to team cc um wgs beating out em element mystic in the winners finals where they uh, Elmistic then gets knocked out by Team CC, giving us a WGS Team CC Grand Finals. I'm giving to T uh, WGS Phoenix. So we have quite a bit of difference in our brackets here. Um, there can only be one true winner now. Yes. Um, both of our NA and EUs have the same winners and uh, losers for Grand Finals. So that's not going to be as much of a shenanigans, but... Uh, the Asia bracket is where things can get uh, real spicy. Uh, bring, bring in the spice. I really, I'm, I hope that this isn't another revival moment for me. And Element Mystic just absolutely flops <laughs> right. out. Putter out. Yeah. <laughs> I will be so sad, uh, especially with them taking time off after Gauntlet, not knowing what their future is going to be. I do hope that they get to kind of go out as champions. It'd be kind of cool. But that's it for this week. Next week, we will be recording on Sunday, barring any weird things happening, like me blowing out both of my knees while helping someone move. Um, yeah, it's painful. We will be covering probably, I, I would assume that we'd probably do the grand finals for each of the regions. That would be our three matches that we would cover because surely those are going to be the best matches Unless something yeah, weird so. happens and we get 
three O's for the grand finals, but absolute bangers in like the losers final or something like that. But uh, we will be back Sunday. So, Kyle, where are you at on the internet recently? I am on Twitter. On, on, yeah, other than Cyberjunk, um, that's really all I exist on at this point. I just live in Night City now. Uh, Twitter, Kyle the Winner, W-Y-N-N-E-R, uh, if you want to see what I'm up to. Uh, occasionally doing some Overwatch tweets. Also, just a lot of game devy stuff. I'm over at Thorn Rain on Twitter. Um, probably not going to be doing any streaming until I uh, go on Christmas shutdown and rebuild my PC with the new hardware. So, uh, but when I do, I do it right here on the Blackwatch Report Twitch channel. If you're an audio listener, head over to that Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Blackwatch Report. Hit that follow button. We'll give you a shout out. Hit the subscribe button. If you happen to have Amazon Prime, that means you've got Twitch Prime. You can subscribe to us for absolutely free. If you want to help out 100% free, just a little bit of your time, leave us a review. iTunes, uh, Google Play. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. Wherever you might do it, send it in to us. We'll read it live on the show. You can find the show over on Twitter at BlackwatchPort. No O in that report. Email the show, blackwatchport at gmail.com, and follow the show right here on that Twitch channel I was talking about, twitch.tv slash blackwatchreport. Record live Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern, typically. Intro music, original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all of our shows over at highnoonpodcast.com. Come and chat with all the hosts over on the Discord. Hang out during this offseason. There's all kinds of shenanigans going on. Discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. And with that... Blackwatch, out.